There's to be a protest along the riverbanks in Wivenhoe and Rowhedge this Saturday to launch a campaign called BLM in the Sticks to help fight racism in rural areas. It's been organised by the Wivenhoe Black Lives Matters supporters group. Gurpreet Sidhu, spokesperson and one of the founders of the group, explains. On Saturday, we are running a peaceful riverside protest um, on the River Colne. Um, it's an exciting event because it's the first time that I believe Wivenhoe and Rowhedge have worked together on something, according to the Rowhedge organisers. Um, and we're planning to have around, hopefully, 200 protesters turn up on the day with ribbons um, and placards. And the, the aim of the event is to create a video of the event, which will be the launch pad for a campaign, which is called BLM in the Sticks. And what's the campaign for? So people like me, who are not white, can't change structural racism in the UK. If we could, we'd have done it by now. And it's just not possible. And what we need to make a change is we need every single white person who is not racist to become anti-racist. And when I say anti-racist, what I mean is that they begin to work to dismantle racism locally. They look to support the members of their community that may not have much of a voice and stand up for them in social situations and school situations and work situations. Um, so what we wanted to do was really create a campaign that speaks to white people in rural communities that might be thinking, oh, I, I don't like racism, but you know, I live, in a, I live in a predominantly white area. If I was nearby a city, I would do something, um, you know, to kind of answer those questions and give them a toolkit to help them to start to take those steps towards anti-racism work. So what do you think people can do in this area? In this area in particular? In particular. Yeah, I would say there's a lot we can do and we've already made a really great start. Um, the BLM Wivenhoe group, which I can speak to because um, I've been sort of helping organise that, we've been having sort of regular meetings during lockdown. And this has only been going on since early June, by the way. So we've made quite a lot of progress in just over two months. Um, we've been running three subgroups, an education group, which is looking at how we can educate the community and work with schools and the university to talk about difficult issues like white privilege um, and to educate people around some of the words that are used in anti-racism work. We've got an arts and culture group that is looking at celebratory events we can do in the community to showcase black artists and celebrate black culture um, and also other ethnicities. Um, and we've also got a campaigns group, which has already complained to the Independent Press Complaints Association um, because of a, a letter that was in the Gazette. And we're looking at ways to kind of develop a strategy that could champion all of our work. Personally, I've had an idea that we should create maybe a kite mark for villages and towns to become anti-racism areas. Um, I mean, I suffered racism at a pub and, um, you know, I was so shocked by, you know, somebody just turned around to me after playing with my dog, you know, being very friendly, disarming me, then sort of turned around to me and said, oh, why don't you go back to where you came from? And I was so shocked because that person had been playing with my dog so I wasn't ready for it. And it was, you know, it was a very uncomfortable moment. But I could have, what I should have been able to do was go to the bar staff and say, hey, this person's been, you know, offensive and isn't 
you know, um, acting in a way that's appropriate for a community space. And they should have kicked him out, really. Um, and I would like to see that kind of um, process available to local shops and places of business so that, you know, the owners have the confidence to say, actually, yeah, we're not having that. Or, you know, the people that go into those establishments can say, I've just been treated, you know, in a terrible way. What you're saying, though, is giving power to people to actually say, look, this has happened to me. Can you do something about it? Yeah, because I think in rural communities, it's it, especially in rural communities, the racism you face is often very covert. You know, it's people um, grabbing their handbag as you walk past them. Um, it's people making sly comments as they walk by you. You know, and it's it's that kind of racism that actually can really cause a lot of damage to somebody's self-esteem and their confidence and make them withdraw from community life. What would you say to people, and I'm sure you've heard this, who say, well, all lives matter, not just black lives matter, all lives matter? Yeah, it's a really common thing that's said. And sadly, the people who say it are being, I think, too quick to jump to a conclusion about what that means. Really, if you are going to say that one subgroup can't complain about the conditions and the situation that they're living in, you're saying that nobody has the right to say anything about anything. And it's just a really, it's a really easy argument to knock down all lives matter. And all it shows to me is that person has given it zero thought. I don't think it means that they're racist. I don't think it means that they're prejudiced. It just means they've given it no thought at all. They've seen that slogan and they've decided that it's not an issue that they want to engage with for some reason and they want to just skip over it and say something pretty banal really um so you know we spend a lot of our time trying to educate people around that because for me like i say i want everyone who's not racist to become anti-racist and become an ally and the only way we're going to do that is by talking to people opening up this conversation and letting people voice their concerns and their ideas around it